Hey friends, welcome to Boca, a podcast exploring the ever-blurring lines between the personal and business lives of professional photographers. This is your host, Nathan Holritz, and I'm bringing you a special episode of the Boca podcast today called Workflow Wednesday. During these special edition episodes, myself and my co-hosts will focus on helping you develop more efficient daily and weekly workflows around post-production, communication, task and project management, time management, file and image management, and yes, the list does go on. We're going to save you an incredible amount of time in your work week, and we promise not to be too nerdy. This podcast is brought to you by Photographer's Edit, custom image editing for the wedding and portrait photographer. Visit photographersedit.com. And I think we are live. Uh, Hello, everyone, and welcome to Workflow Wednesday. Uh, This is actually our first official Workflow Wednesday. Last last week, we actually broadcast on Thursday and kind of made fun of that a little bit. But um, (laughs) welcome to Workflow Wednesday. This is a piece of content that Photographers Edit is producing around the conversation of workflow. May sound a little bit nerdy, a little bit geeky, but the reality is that everything that we do as photographers on a day-to-day basis is in some form or fashion workflow. And so we figured in addition to obviously offering a service through Photographers Edit, post-production service that helps photographers with the workflow, it would make sense to have more conversation around the topic as well. And um, so we're we're doing that very thing. But instead of me just talking to the camera or me doing a podcast, um, I'm really excited to have my friends with me here, Heather Smith and Haley Gaffin. I'm going to make sure that um, everybody can see you. you guys are up on screen right now, but say hello to the world. Hey, everybody. Hey, so good to be here. And um, it, it's what's I like about this is, uh, well, twofold, really. One, we have feedback conversation with um Photographers and entrepreneurs, both Haley and, and Heather are both uh, from the industry who also happen to be female. Because let's be real, this dude with the black T-shirt and the spiky uh, hair talking about workflow may get a little bit old. But to actually have some relevant conversation with um, women who um, are really a large portion of the industry at this point, uh, which is really exciting um, it makes a lot more sense. And uh, I think the conversation becomes a lot more relevant. So I'm excited to get both Haley and Heather's feedback on these various topics around workflow. And um, and we're going to actually start out with a pretty loaded topic. Um, yeah. And the way that we're going to actually break these down, and we explained this briefly last week, uh, but we're going to to cover a general topic in during a month. So it, right mm-hmm. now we're in February. We're going to be uh, we'll have Workflow Wednesday this week. We'll also have it next week. The following week, we won't have it largely because of WPPI. And then we'll start with a fresh kind of overarching topic for the month of March. Uh, but this month and over the next couple of weeks, uh, we're going to knock out a huge topic, really, and one that we'll probably have to come back to because it is so loaded. Yeah. But we're going to be talking about health uh, because mm-hmm. the reality is, in addition to you know doing stuff on our computer or working with our camera, working with clients, a part of our workflow day-to-day, especially working from home, is managing our health, whether that's our diet or making time for exercise. And so we're going to be talking about those things. Uh, Today, we're going to be focusing on the topic of food, nutrition, what we're eating, and how we go about that process as efficiently and and as healthily as possible. And then uh, then next week, we're going to talk about exercise uh, a little bit as well. So that's kind of the plan. That's what these breakdowns are going to look like. Uh, We've talked about both episodes that are as long as, you know, 40, 45 minutes. Um, And then I think even after last week's episode, I was chatting with Heather and Haley about the possibility that maybe we kind of bring that down a little bit, maybe to 20 minutes. We'll see if we can actually squeeze in (laughs) as large a topic as managing our health into a 20 minute show. I'm I'm kind of doubting that at this point, but um, we'll see how that plays out. And you know, it's interesting. I'll just make the side note and we'll get started and I'll stop talking. Um, I was just having a conversation with a couple of photographers in the last couple of days regarding the Boca podcast. And by the way, um, these shows are going on the Boca podcast. You can go to bocapodcast.com and uh, these episodes will actually go up on Wednesday. Thanks to Haley. Thank you, Haley, for making that happen. <laughs> no problem. Um, the audio from the show will go up on the Boca podcast. If you go to bocapodcast.com, you can listen there. You can also subscribe. Uh, we'll have links there uh, on the site, but you can subscribe on Stitcher, Spotify, and uh, as well as the iTunes, or I'm sorry, the Apple Podcast app. But uh, I was talking with a couple of photographers, and they were actually giving us, giving me feedback about the value of, of a longer form content piece, and more specifically, longer form podcast interviews. 
uh, my goal with the the, inter- the podcast interviews has been to to finish in about forty minutes or so. And uh, the feedback that I was getting from both of these photographers, uh, one of who I was actually interviewing for the podcast, was go deeper, um, mm. dig into topics, and and give us more detail. Hmm. And uh, so I, that's I've kind of got that in the back of my mind as well as we're talking about yeah, how long to do how long these episodes should be. Okay. Uh, I want to make sure that we don't skirt the topics or I'm sorry, that we don't summarize the topics too greatly, that we make mm-hmm. sure that we offer everybody listening and watching enough value. And uh, so we'll keep that in the back of our heads as mm-hmm. well. But um, mm-hmm. that's kind of the, the thought process at this point. By the way, um, if you don't follow the Book of Podcast on Instagram, you can do that at Instagram.com slash Book of Podcast. And uh, of course, you can also find Photographers Edit um, on Instagram. And I don't have that link right here prepped, but it's a uh, Instagram.com slash photographer. Or I'm sorry, photogs edit. So that's P H O T O G. You know what? Let me write this out here so I don't say yeah. it. it wrong. Instagram.com slash photogs edit. There we go. All right. I'm going to pop that up on the screen so everybody can see. Cool. So make sure you follow us on Instagram there as well. And we'll be talking about the podcast episodes as well as these workflow Wednesday episodes, uh, which ultimately go hand in hand. All right. Enough of me talking. Um, <laughs> Sorry for the wordiness. I want to ask how everybody's week was. What's what's the latest business-wise, uh, personal life-wise? Uh, what, what's going on with you guys? Well, I just got back from a, uh, a field trip with my kids this morning, listening to your extremely talented sister-in-law play in a part of a wind instrument quintet with the Chattanooga Symphony Orchestra. So, wow. uh, yeah, yeah, it was so good. We just got back from that a few minutes before the interview went live and, uh, so inspiring and educational and so, uh, what I am not, uh, gifted in. So that's always <laughs> really exciting. Um, that's well, and it's interesting just, so just for context to what Heather's talking about, my sister-in-law, Kristen, yeah. um, who has her master's in flute, uh, from Juilliard actually, um, is the, the principal flautist for the Chattanooga Symphony. And um, and so she performs locally with the Chattanooga Symphony and as well does uh, various concerts and educational efforts in the area. So uh, that's really cool. I you know, it's yeah. it's unfortunate. My she teaches my daughter flute. And um, and so I get to hear her play in, in that context. But I don't get to, to hear her in yeah. concert as much as I would like. And oh, um, it was so cool. That's it really was so cool. cool. They introduced each of the five instruments that they were playing as part of the quintet. Quintet, and they uh, they just shared a little bit of music from around the world. So it wow. it was very culturally inspired as well. So our kids are getting a lot of great, yeah. It was uh, exposure to the arts. You know, that's really cool. So it was, it was, yeah. How about uh, you, Hibby? professionally? Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, no, no, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I. <laughs> there's not much to say. <laughs> 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 yeah, exploring some new softwares this week, and uh, right. yeah, we did. We and um, and I think that that went well, and we'll dive more into that. Um, but uh, when you say new software, so this is obviously associated yeah. with workflow. Can you just throw out a name or two of the, the type of software that you're you're playing with? Yeah, absolutely. Um, our blog uh, workflow. I was not. It's not been a, an efficient process. For the past couple of years, we've been struggling to make that happen, to fit to fit it into our workflow and to um, get it automated enough to where it's not a big cumbersome process, which it has been. So uh, Blanc Stomp is the software that we're practicing with right now. Um, it's condensing a few of the different steps that we would have to go through into one and making that process a little bit more streamlined. And uh, so... We got our first blog up this week with just an engagement session that Rich had shot with that software. And I'm excited about the possibilities. I think it's going to make, I think it's going to streamline our process a little bit. So that's great. Yeah. Yeah, That that is definitely a topic that we're going to dive much deeper into in in a future episode or episodes. Yes. Um, But that's really cool. Good. Good for you guys. This is a nice time. We think we talked about this last week. This is a nice time of the year when things are a little bit slower to work on uh, workflow efficiency. And uh, so that by the time the busy season starts, then a lot of that automation kicks in and you don't have to, to worry yes. about it so much. So that's really nice. Yes. Cool. Yes. That's really great. How about you, Haley? What, what have you been up to? Well, uh, after last week's episode, you probably heard I was like stuffed up and sinusy. <laughs> I got <laughs> extremely sick over the weekend. No. Uh, so my weekend was spent on the couch, catching up on all of my TV shows that I probably shouldn't waste my time watching, but I do. <laughs> Let's be um, honest. <laughs> yeah. All those reality TV shows. I mean, but anyway, so it's been a sick weekend, but 
coming into the week has been really nice because uh, we started doing three podcasts a week now um, as of last week. So I put one out Monday. This one goes up today uh, after hopefully before 5 p.m. And then we'll have one that goes out tomorrow as well. So I'm really excited about those. Um, just working on some Facebook ads and new content for Photographer's Edit. And that's what I've been working on this week. <laughs> You're amazing. You, yeah, you really have your hands full. And um, I, I'm actually, some of the, the video, edit, you've been doing some video editing for us too, for some of the content that, that we're producing. And um, I'm actually working right now on, on uh, kind of leveraging the, the skill set of one of our other team members, Dylan, to, to help us with some of that workflow. So that's going to be that's going to be good too moving forward. Just to take some of that off your plate because you do have a long list. Um, I'm excited and, about that. Well, <laughs> well for her, to see her skills, not necessarily like take it off of me, but <laughs> <laughs> no, I get it. But you know, the, of course, the, the wonderful thing about uh, the idea of delegation and, and handing things off and and kind of spreading responsibility out is that we can do an even better job of the things that we're focusing mm -hmm. on. And so yeah. I think that's really important and I, I can absolutely empathize with you there. So, um, well, let's, let's just go ahead and dive into this, this week's topic. And, and what we're talking about is this idea of taking care of our health, which, mm -hmm. um, is, you know, really a, a massive topic I realize. And, and we are going to, um, we're only going to touch on this, I mean, in, in the scheme of things and in the bigger picture relatively briefly, but hopefully this would be a good uh, content that if you aren't, if you don't have a system or systems in place right now for taking care of your health proactively, maybe it just kind of accidentally happens here and there. Um, maybe some of these ideas uh, or this conversation at the least will, and, and some of the resources maybe that we'll be sharing will be helpful to you. So, um, with that in mind, I will go ahead and add just a little bit of a, a disclaimer here, and this is really important. <laughs> um, and that is just very simply that that none of us are doctors, um, and we're not, uh, as as Tim Ferriss says on his podcast, we're not trying to play one either. So um, this is just us speaking from our personal experience, mm -hmm. and, um, and and our experience is going to vary, and as you'll find out during the conversation, but. Uh, do keep that in mind. And ultimately, you're going to want to talk with a doctor and a nutritionist to get more detailed information that's customized for you. And of course, we'll also share some resources uh, as well. I know I have a number of them um, in mind um, that I'll share later on, but uh, you can also reference those. But I just want to make sure that that we uh, give that disclaimer up front. Um, maybe just to kind of get, get things started um, or get things started, rather, I'd, I'd love for maybe each of us, we can kind of just go through and share briefly in a few minutes, what our so-called health journey has been like. And Heather, maybe you can start uh, for us, if you don't mind. I don't mind at all. Yeah. Did I not tell you about my PhD, Nathan? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry you know, for the interruption. You know. I have to figure out what's wrong with my outlet. It's not plugging in. Okay. So you go ahead and keep okay. talking, but okay, I may so have to for a second. <laughs> you do what you need to do. Uh Okay, so yeah, I'd love to start talking about my journey because I think that uh, my journey is probably very similar to what a lot of um, entrepreneurs and business owners maybe have experienced. Um, and I love that we're starting the podcast with this discussion because when you think about our health and the way that we're taking care of ourselves, um, what else is going to matter if we're falling apart? What, you know, we are, we can talk about so many different facets and aspects of our businesses, but if we don't have skills to care for ourselves in such a way that we can be um, healthy in terms of our um, mentally and spiritually and emotionally and physically, then we don't have what we need to give to our business, to our clients, and most importantly, to our families. So, um, though, you know, all of those areas can struggle. So back in 2014, um, I began, uh, just, a just a rapid decline. I, um, I actually thought that it, I was just, I was physically falling apart. My struggle began, um, I started to have trouble sleeping. Um, I would wake up, I would have trouble falling asleep and then I would wake up in the middle of the night with my, my heart pounding. Um, I had chest pain. I actually developed TMJ. Um, so my jaw began um, popping and even locking into place, which is terrifying. I'd never had anything um, like that before. Um, my hands would tremble. Um, I had some hair loss. I would wash my hair and I just, uh, 
an uncomfortable amount of hair would be would be coming coming loose. Um, and I was dealing with fatigue. Uh, and I, I actually thought, and this was naive, really looking back in retrospect, I actually thought that I was just falling apart physically. I thought, you know, I had some blood work taken and it came back normal. I thought, well, this is it. I've made it to, you know, what, 33, 34 years old and yeah. things are things are falling apart. Um, it actually took me an embarrassing amount of time to figure out and to realize that what I was dealing with was anxiety. Uh, and so I think that... Um, I, I back this is again in 2014 and I actually posted a blog about my struggles um, what I was going through at the time I was just really transparent about the the anxiety that I was feeling the sense of panic and I had an influx of comments from that blog I had a an, just an inordinate amount of people contacting me they um, commenting on the blog sending me emails um, if I posted a Facebook status about my struggles, there were people who were reaching out on Facebook with per, with private messages and comments. And that is when it began to dawn on me that, um, yes, there were some other photographers that were reaching out. There were entrepreneurs and really just people in general. And that's when it began to dawn on me that this issue of our health and wellness, specifically as it relates to anxiety or depression, is really an epidemic levels. It was like people were coming out of the woodwork. And I realized for the first time, not only am I not alone, but this, this has huge implications um, for people. And so um, that is when I started thinking, um, I started analyzing what was going on. And I think that um, it became clear, even though I always thought of myself as a healthy person, I don't have any addictions. I don't have any, you know, it, it, you just you think don't I seem like the type that's <laughs> stuffing your face with Reese's peanut butter cups all the no, time. He's not, <laughs> I love my sugar, but I eat it in moderation. So, and, and that's the thing I'm thinking I'm a, I'm a, I'm a woman in my mid thirties. I, I'm take care. I take pretty good care of myself. Why? I just wanted to get to the root of what was going on. That led me to realizing that, um, there are things that we do on a daily basis to take care of ourselves that um, if we're not being intentional and um, making sure that those things are happening every day, uh, then we may not be caring for ourselves the way that we think we are. So the past few years have been some of discovery for me and a whole lot of learning and growth. And um, so I feel like I've come to a place now where I feel like uh, I'm recovering and I've learned some tools and I would love to share those tools. Um, and they're kind of broken down for me into categories of um, mental things that I do to take care of myself mentally and physically and emotionally. So um, I'm excited to hear what you have to say, Nathan, specifically about food, because I feel like you're more of an authority on that issue than I am. Um, but Food for me was a, a piece of the puzzle. It wasn't the whole puzzle. And so um, do you want me to go ahead and go into those things right now? Or do you feel like you want to shift and talk to Haley about, you know, do you want me to wait on my piece of the puzzle? Because I have some specific things that I feel like will be helpful and things yeah. that helped me. And like I said, they're kind of broken down into those categories. Sure. Um, yeah. Let's actually we'll, we'll kind of get to some of the kind of actionable tips yeah. um, here in just a little bit. But yeah. Um, I thanks so much for sharing that and, and, and being transparent as well. And um, Haley, maybe we can also link to her blog post in the show notes uh, for the podcast yeah. as well. So for those of you listening in, especially those that listen to the podcast um, mm -hmm. can go back and um, look at that or read that blog post as well. But thank you for, mm -hmm. for sharing that with us, Heather. Yeah. Um, Haley, maybe you can also just kind of briefly share what your, your health journey has looked like, especially over your, your adult life, your short adult life at that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that was actually something I was going to mention is I am in my mid 20s. So one thing that I didn't really care about my health or the food I was taking in up until, you know, three, four years ago. Because everyone in my family has a really high metabolism. I've never like struggled with what I put in my body. I grew up eating junk food. You know, my brother and I played softball and baseball throughout our whole childhood. And if you have kids that play ball, you know, every night is spent at the ball field. So we 
ate hot dogs and nachos and haystacks. I don't know if people everywhere call them haystacks, but they're like Frito <laughs> pies with chili and <laughs> hey, oh, wait, wait, see, the haystacks that I know of are the um, aren't there's those treats that you eat at like Christmas or around Thanksgiving. Yes. The one with the, okay, yeah. there are those, but then we also called uh, Frito pies haystacks. So like the Fritos and chili and cheese really? and sour cream. I okay, have no idea. I yeah. have no idea. I don't know. I, maybe it was just the ball field I went to that called it that. But every time I say haystack, someone's like, what are you talking about? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so, all the things that we learn from photographers. <laughs> at it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, I grew up eating junk food and my mom worked for a candy company. So we got free candy all the time. And like, even today I still like my husband makes fun of me because in every corner of our house, there is candy. I, that is my weak spot. Like oh, ice cream I is okay. function like that. What, like what's, what kind of candy is sitting around? It doesn't matter. It's every kind. <laughs> <laughs> so that is, I will be completely transparent in the fact that I probably eat more candy than a child consumes <laughs> on Halloween. It's ridiculous, but What's your anyway. favorite kind? We have if we're just gonna bear it all, like what's your favorite kind? My favorite is the white chocolate Reese's cups. So when you were talking oh, about okay. her stuffing her face with Reese's cups, oh that's that's You're me. like me, that's me. <laughs> yes. I I just love sugar, but it's over the last couple of years I have kind of brought myself back and got it, gotten more healthy um, or healthier. I should say that's the correct term, but I've gotten healthier and it was really in college that I decided to start eating healthier and then going into living on my own and living or well, living with Steven and getting married and having to actually cook for somebody else. We've decided to start like actually putting forth an effort into learning new recipes and healthy ones at that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I guess it was about a year and a half ago. I, ended up my gallbladder stopped working. And so everything I ate, just like, I mean, I was in pain for, it was, it was about a week and a half that I went in pain before I realized something's actually wrong. And so I went to the doctor, ended up like a week later, got my gallbladder taken out. And for those that have had their gallbladder removed, you have to completely change your diet until your body can adjust to it again. So Right Mm. after, like, you can't have fried foods. Meats are very hard to digest. So everything in my typical diet was changing. Um, So now, you know, we've we've gotten rid of most fried foods. We try doing all grilled chicken or whatever it might be. But the gallbladder issue completely changed how I view food and what I put into my body. Mm. That's so, that's, sense. And it, it's sad too, sometimes that, um, I, I, or just, I guess, unfortunate that a lot of times it takes, I mean, I, I can speak from personal experience that, um, whether it's with our health or anything else, like it takes getting to a point, like mm-hmm. a, a significant instance like that, that, that is kind of pushes over the edge or raises mm-hmm. the red flag high enough that it's like, Hey, you got to do something. You got to take care of yourself a little bit better. Yeah. Um, and, and yet it's really great too, that you took that opportunity. You took advantage of that and, and made change. And uh, right. I love one of the things, if, if you guys aren't following Haley on Instagram, um, she, she actually posts <laughs> in her stories uh, that the healthy food that she and her husband are prepping for dinner at night, it's, it's pretty great actually. <laughs> so she's not just making things up here. She actually lives by, by what she's uh, talking about here, but that's that's really interesting, and and it's also ultimately kind of inspiring too. That that um, we've all had these experiences. I'll, I'll share mine here in just a second. But we've all had these experiences, and and yet we've learned from them, and we're trying to move forward. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's that's a really important um, important thing to keep in mind. That hey, you know what? We're gonna we're certainly not going to be perfect. Um, I mean, when you talk about candy like that, I, my mind just starts to go crazy because that is my <laughs> probably my biggest weakness. Um, but. But ultimately, it's it's realizing where we can improve and continuing to to improve, and then ideally developing some consistency as well. So that's really really great. And I'll just share briefly where I where I come from. Uh, and Heather actually knew me kind of back in the day uh, before a lot of shift happened in my life mm-hmm. from a, from a health standpoint. Uh, but I actually grew up in a family that didn't have. First of all, we didn't have a lot of money, and um, and then my parents, my dad in particular, are pretty strict. And so uh, and and for for good reason and ultimately uh, positive benefit as well in the end. But 
because of that, my my diet at home was very, very closely maintained and very closely controlled. And um, I, I, I tell this story every once in a while. But I mean, when we talk about having little money, we used to get these these jars of um, it's called chipped beef. And I don't know how many people actually know what <laughs> chipped beef is, but basically these little it comes in these glass jars that are about this big little tiny things. And when we had breakfast in the morning, that was what we were allowed. That was the amount of orange juice that we were allowed to have. And um, I only say that not because it's that big of a deal or even that dramatic, but that kind of gives you a little bit of context to the kind of um, limitations, you know, whether it was, hey, you can only have one bowl of cereal or you can have this much milk or you can have this much orange juice. Um, but we certainly didn't starve and we were very well taken care of, to be clear. But but um, because of those limitations and not having a lot of freedom and making choice about what I ate as a kid, when I left home and literally I, I, I left home uh, at, let's see, I guess I was 20 years old. And a month later, I got married. And um, so I never knew what it meant to live on my own and make choices for myself. And, and ultimately, that affected my health. Because when you, you're basically, a, you go from being a kid to suddenly thrown into the adult world, something is what seemingly simple as choosing what you eat becomes um, or can become a bit of an issue. And because I hadn't had the freedom before to choose what I ate, um, I just kind of went crazy, uh, to say the least. And so in college, I weighed about 170 or so. Um, I'm about six feet tall. And at 170, I, I was extremely, extremely thin. And um, I went from 170 uh, to about 10 years ago. I think I was in the realm of uh, 200 and close to 240 pounds. So I gained about 70 pounds, uh, looked absolutely terrible. And um, it, the irony is that I think in some ways I, I just wasn't aware of even how unhealthy I was at the mm -hmm. time, which is weird. And you think about like going from 170 to 240, that's a pretty drastic change in, in how you look and ultimately how you feel and can function on a day-to-day -day basis. Uh, but that was, that was kind of my, um, my experience. And, and so ultimately I had to make a change. And um, it, it was that combination of kind of immaturity and some depression and personal issues in my life at the time that, that got me there. But ultimately, um, as a, a combination led to me having the motivation to make change. And I'll talk about some of the resources here in just a little bit. But now at uh, almost 40 years old, um, I am I'm actually down to to back into the 170s again. And uh, I'm, I have the uh, resemblance of, of abs even again. And, um, and so that's kind of where I'm at at this point. And I'll share here in just a little bit, um, a little bit more of that, that process, what I learned, uh, the principles that I apply specifically when it comes to food. And, um, and hopefully that will be helpful. So that's kind of, I, I think that's a good summary of where we're all at. Heather, are you okay there? I am so sorry. I just had a coughing fit. Not at all. No, no, no. I'm, I'm choking on air. I apologize. <laughs> you're not. You're not stuffing secretly stuffing candy I, there. <laughs> no, I have video accountability. I can't eat candy right now. <laughs> okay. I am so sorry for the distraction. Not at all. Not at all. Well, I want to, um, and and I kind of planned a, a flow of conversation here for the three of us. One of the questions that I didn't include the outline that I sent to both of you was just a very simple one. I, I added. Uh, yesterday or earlier today, but it's just a very simple question. I'm curious to get your thoughts on this. What motivates you to stay healthy? I mean, we've we've kind of all come from a certain place. We're at a better place mm -hmm. now, uh, and it's not you know the the, the so-called journey. I may sound a little, a little dramatic, but it th that journey is not over. It's an ongoing process. We have to be consistent in order to maintain good health. Um, what is the driving motivation, though, uh, to stay healthy? Or maybe there are two primary, two or three primary reasons that that motivate you to continue to stay healthy. Maybe Heather, you can start. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I, for me, I it's it's I've never been overweight, and so um, my motivation to eat well and to take care of myself has more to do with mental and emotional health and being able to be there for my family and the people that love me and the people that count on me and rely on me. So I'm thinking um, about relationships. I'm thinking about being able to function as a mom who's, again, homeschooling my kids and for sure as a partner to Rich in our business. So for me, it's a it's an issue of um being well for the the, the uh, responsibilities and obligations of life. And so 
you know, um, I don't think, and I, I have room for improvement and I still have ways to grow. Um, and I would like to eat more clean more often. Um, it is a priority for us and I try to do that as well as I can. Um, but I'm thankful that simply losing weight isn't my only motivation because I don't know how, I think that that's probably hard for people if that's their only motivation. Um, I think but, that's a really great point, actually. It, it's, it, um, it, could be, it can be difficult to be overwhelming. And I think the, mm-hmm. the, it's not maybe at, at times anyway, not enough a motivation to be consistent, right? Because you can kind of get away with gaining yeah. weight or not being, right. not being as lean or wh- whatever the, the, the goal is. Um, right. So I think that's a great point. Having that outside motivation is, is definitely a helpful thing. Yeah. Yeah. How about, how about you, Haley? What, what motivates you to stay healthy? Yeah, so mine, I guess, well, the gallbladder issue. (laughs) If I don't eat the right foods, like, it tears your stomach apart, you know. Um, So fried food, I mean, I've gotten back, my body has gained back the ability to digest properly, I guess. (laughs) Secretly, (laughs) you're like, yes, I can can eat fried food again. (laughs) Yeah, but I, I do notice a difference in eating, like, a salad or... Um, grilled chicken and vegetables versus eating um, like a hamburger or fried chicken or whatever it might be. So that, I mean, that's probably my biggest motivation of just feeling okay with myself. Um, Mm -hmm. But then the other would probably be Steve and my husband uh, who is healthy. He's in shape. He, I mean, it's part of his job to be that way. Uh, He's a police officer. And so knowing he is continuing to do this and in 30 years, he's still going to be in shape and be healthy because it is important to him in his career mm-hmm. makes me want to follow along in that journey with him. So it's kind of nice that I do have that partner to motivate me. And especially in the last like couple of months, we've really been pushing each other to stay healthy. And I know next week we'll be talking about more fitness stuff, but, mm-hmm. but that's really, I mean, this year has been the year that, I mean, you know, resolutions come around and everyone's like, oh, well, I'm going to get fit. And we have not given up yet. (laughs) It's February 14th. That's great. Well, it it is nice to have both the internal and external motivation as we were talking about. Mm -hmm. And um, and I'm actually going to speak to that. That uh, Well, in fact, I'll just take this opportunity to kind of segue into kind of reiterating what you're saying and having a motivation in your partner. Um, I'm I'm in a relationship with a girl who. I know Heather, you've met Jill Haley. I guess you haven't met. Oh no, you did. That's right. One. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, you did once. Um, but we we've had um, it, it, Jill very simply has has the the body of a twenty five year old, and and I have to keep up with that. So <laughs> that's enough motivation <laughs> in and of itself. But but in all seriousness, and and this isn't just applicable to me, but I, I think you know there's there's not. Frankly, I don't think there's enough conversation around this topic, which is mm-hmm. um, while it's extremely important and I believe 110 percent, it's ultimately what is inside that matters. Now, that's that's the phrase that you always hear. Right. The reality is that that if you're even halfway alive as a human being, we're, we're all still visual creatures to an extent. And just recognizing that fact, acknowledging that fact, um, I think can play a, a pretty important role, actually, in kind of mm-hmm. keeping the spark alive in, in a romantic relationship or an intimate relationship. Um, so that's a motivation for me too. I actually want to look good uh, for yeah. um, for my partner, and that, that's that's really important. So I'll just I'll leave it at that. But um, mm-hmm. some other uh, other motivations, kind of similar to what you all were saying, but certainly wanting to feel good. Um, I, I definitely feel more energized or alert, uh, quick, even um, when I'm consistent in the way that I'm maintaining my health, especially when it comes to food. And um, and I also feel good about myself just on a character level too, because my values. Part of my values, first of all, are to be is to be healthy, uh, but then also to be consistent in that. And I know that since I lost all that weight, I've I've kind of I've fluctuated, I've I've um, yo-yoed, and uh, I want to be much more consistent with that. And um, and so for me, part of the motivation is consistently living out my values, and um, so that's that's a big motivator. And then to the point that that um, both of you were making as well. I want to be strong. Um, I, I want to live strong, I guess, to to the end, you know, for the sake of my family, my friends. I want life to be interesting and exciting. I want it to be an adventure. And um, at, at the end of the day, you can't do that if you're you're sitting around um, 
watching Netflix all day. And, and uh, so I, yeah. I, I want to work hard at, at staying healthy for that reason as well. Let's go ahead and, and move on, though, because I, I want to make this practical for everyone. And um, mm-hmm. so maybe we can just share briefly. And, and for those of you who are just joining in, you're like, this is Workflow Wednesday. What, what does this have to do with my workflow? You're talking about health. And very simply, we're, sh- we're sharing what we've learned uh, personally, individually, with regards to how to take care of our health as entrepreneurs, as photographers, making sure that that doesn't get lost in the busyness of being a photography business owner. And, um, and, and so we're just simply sharing what we've learned in that process. And um, today we're specifically talking about how we handle our diet, nutrition. And uh, so I'd, I'd like to go back to you, Heather, and I'm curious what it looks like or what your daily menu looks like. Maybe if you could just kind of sum that up uh, in two or three minutes for our listeners, that'd be great. Well, I don't have anything profound or shocking to say about this. Um, we try to eat simply. And I, I think sometimes people get caught up in the, you know, in the minutia of what it, what it looks like to eat healthy. We tend to be a balanced, all things in moderation type family. Um, I, I tend to stay away from, from fads and uh, ways of eating, even, even if they're recommended by the experts, if it, if it discludes entire food groups. Um, I, I just tend to be the person who doesn't put all my faith in one particular way of eating. So we, uh, we try to eat clean, whole foods. I'm, I'm like, is it, is it an actual food? Is it real? You know what I mean? Um, and so we try to just, so when we're cooking dinner, a lot of times it'll just be very simple. It'll be some potatoes that we cooked in the oven, um, or with, with a, with a protein and with some vegetables. And so I do a lot of, I roast a lot of vegetables. We love drizzling some oil and some salt and pepper on some vegetables and, and doing that. So um, an area that we definitely need to grow is the actual uh, organization of the meal plan, because that doesn't always happen consistently on the same day, every week, planning out the meals for the week, like some people do. And I think it's just due to the nature of the um, inconsistency in our schedule with what's going on that particular week with school or with the business. And so, and, and we, we're out of town a lot too, but whenever we're home, we try to eat, um, we try to eat a, a simple home cooked, healthy meal. Um, and we try to eat fairly early. And I have found that for me, I feel my best when I do a little bit of intermittent fasting. I know that can sound a little strange. That's kind of a, it's kind of a catchphrase right now, I feel like, but for me, that just means I eat early and then I will actually brush and floss after dinner to um, discourage late night snacking that can be very unhealthy as you're laying around at your computer, you're working or you're maybe watching your favorite TV show. And so I'll actually go ahead and just get that out of the way because I'm not going to want to brush and floss again. And it just it just psychologically discourages us from sitting around <laughs> and eating something after dinner. So I love it. So we'll eat an early dinner. We have young kids that go to bed early and we eat as early as five thirty, six o'clock in the evening. And then we'll stop eating after dinner. And we That's don't great. eat until we don't eat again until, until the next day when we're actually feeling hungry. Um, so I have one child who doesn't really need to eat in the morning and I have one child who does. She wakes up hungry. And I think that that is a beautiful thing because it just speaks to the we, we all are individuals and and. I think listening to your body and eating when you're hungry and stopping when you're satisfied is that you just, it, it sounds too simple, but I feel like it's how I maintain, you know, a healthy weight and um, it's always worked for me. And I think that, um, I think that a lot of young people might be getting caught up in, you might follow an Instagram account for some beautiful young person who advocates eating a certain way. Maybe it's vegan or vegetarian or maybe, you know, whatever. And if you admire that person, I feel like it's so easy to get caught up in, Oh, I should eat like that person. Um, it's, it's cool or it's hip or I'll look like this. And in reality, I think we just really need to take a step back and consider our bio individuality and that we need to eat the way that we feel best. And we need to eat the way that, we feel healthiest and it doesn't have to look like what someone else is eating, you know? Um, so that's a great point. And, and I think that's, in fact, that's a really important point to make, which is that, that the same thing that may meet, make help you feel healthy and look a particular way is not necessarily going to have the same results for yeah. somebody or not, not generate the same results for everybody else because mm-hmm. um, our, our bodies are made differently. And, yeah. um, 
I, I think there are some basic principles that work pretty consistently across the board, uh, but but certainly uh, it's not going to be the same for everyone. And and I'll just mention this briefly, and then Haley will we'll jump to you. But to that very point, it was as much right now as uh, it is a a trend or a fad, however you want to look at it, that that it's you know low carb this, low carb that, minimizing the number of carbs. And and actually, I'm I'm on that train, if you will. Yeah. Uh, at the same time, I also realize, I mean, I can actually sense in my body um, when I kind of need a little bit of carbohydrate. And uh, I'll talk a little bit about what that actually looks like, what, what I'm actually eating here shortly. But um, occasionally having a bit of rice or occasionally having a bit of oatmeal, really not a big deal. It's certainly not going to take me mm -hmm. off track. Mm -hmm. And um, my body actually processes it really, really well. So mm -hmm. um, it's not, it doesn't have to be, well, to your first point, it doesn't have to be all or nothing. It doesn't have to be an extreme diet of any kind. Um, and we do have to keep in mind that not everybody is built the same. And so our bodies are going to respond differently to different types of food. And that, that's, that's a really important distinction to make. Mm -hmm. Haley, maybe you could just summarize um, what your daily menu looks like as well. Yeah, so I think Heather and I ha probably have some really similar beliefs in food, <laughs> um, but I've I've never been one to count carbs or count calories or anything like that, just because I am one of those like everything in moderation as well. Um, so for us, I don't, I'm not a breakfast person. I will eat it if I'm hungry. So if I wake up hungry, I will eat it. And that is usually like eggs and toast and some kind of like either avocado or banana fruit, something, but it doesn't happen very often. Like today I didn't have breakfast. I had an earlier lunch cause I knew we would be getting on a call and, um, and then jumping on our Facebook live. But that's yeah. really, I don't do a lot of breakfast foods. Um, and then lunches, I go through phases of, oh, I love salads for two weeks. And then, oh, I'm so tired of salads. I'm going to eat uh, sandwiches for a few days or whatever it might be. Just we, uh, as a household of two people, we found that we threw a lot of food away because we were buying so much to make so many different types of meals. So now we do a lot of leftovers. Um, we did have spaghetti on Monday night and I had it for lunch yesterday and I'll probably have it for dinner tonight. <laughs> I, I, wanna, I wish we could throw up emojis here. Cause I want to do one of those, like the hand over mouth emoji. <laughs> <laughs> but, but with, with Steven working third shift, he does do, he has a really strange schedule. So on nights that he does work, I don't cook. I'll make something like a salad. So it's something that's easy, easy to throw together. Um, and that way we don't have leftovers from it. And then he actually eats out on his nights that he works because a lot of times he won't be able to eat until midnight or one o'clock in the morning. And he has to go through like Wendy's or somewhere that's in his district. But for um, other days, like the days that he is off work, we will cook together. Usually um, we do have a very, strange addiction to Mexican food. So yeah. that is our guilty pleasure. <laughs> is that something that, that you prep a lot? Like, is that something we, you cook at home? We actually don't cook a lot of Mexican food. Okay. Um, we'll do tacos sometimes. And then like, I'll make nachos with the leftovers, but we, that's the plate. If we go out to eat, it's typically Mexican food. <laughs> nice. So if you're ever in the Chattanooga area, there is a place called Mojo Burrito and it is <laughs> my favorite. Like it's not actually Mexican food. It's more Tex-Mex, but it, okay. it's awesome. <laughs> well, if we're going to talk about Mexican food, I also have to throw out um, Taco Mamacita is, yes. is a restaurant that's really incredible. And also one that you're going to want, you're certainly not going to find, well, I think you can find one in Nashville and that may mm -hmm. be it. Um, Taco yeah. Mamacita was a, is a restaurant that, that was started by uh, Taylor Monin and her, her husband a number of years ago, Taylor actually used to be a wedding coordinator in the area mm -hmm. that we used to work with um, quite a bit. And um, they started this restaurant and it's absolutely incredible. It's, it's um, what would you say? Gourmet tacos? Would that be the yeah. summation? Yes, and I, they, I would say that. Yeah. The, the environment's great. The food's really good. And um, so, yeah, since we're throwing out um, <laughs> food recommendations here, that was actually where Stephen and I had our first date and really? we, we wanted them to cater our wedding, but they didn't do over like 50 people for a catering okay. job. So that's when we did Mojo Burrito. 
Gotcha. Well, um, I, we have, I, I have a hard cut off at two today, so I'm, we're going to keep moving here. And um, I'll just share really briefly my, my diet. And actually, it's interesting, Heather mentioned intermittent fasting, because I kind of take that approach as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't normally eat breakfast. I eat a brunch about um, mm-hmm. 11, between 11 and 12 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And uh, besides coffee with a little bit of cream, uh, that's, that's the, the first time that I eat in the morning or eat in the day, rather. And then uh, I'll have a bit of, and, and usually that brunch is an omelet. Um, so three eggs, a little bit of coconut, almond milk, and um, some feta cheese, olives, a bit of jalapeno. So you have a lot of savory in there, some good fats. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what I'll do for brunch. I'm, I'm a, a pretty repetitive person. I'm okay with that. And if I find something that I like that's simple to make and I know works for me, I, I get the results physically that I want, then I tend to just stick with that. And so I've found really great success with that for brunch omelets, uh, potentially just, just eggs sometimes as well. And occasionally I mentioned earlier where I, my body just feels like it's kind of craving the the type of energy that I would get from a carbohydrate. Um, I may do oatmeal with a bit of peanut butter and coconut almond milk and, and some cinnamon. And um, that's in fact, I actually did that today. And so that's what brunch looks like for me. Snacks for me, um, nuts, like a mixed nuts, uh, like you could, you could buy at Walmart or Sam's. And um, I also buy a peanut butter. I should have brought it with me so I could show everybody. But it's a, it's a peanut butter that I can get at Walmart here that has uh, omega-3 fats uh, supplemented. Mm-hmm. And um, I'll eat that for, for snack as well. And, um, and then what kind of helps me save my, my sugar cravings during the week, because um, I do allow myself kind of a cheat day. But um, during the week is Jolly Ranchers because they're small. They're only a few calories and, and not a ton of sugar. Um, all at once. And um, so I do have those in the cupboard. And I can I can occasionally throw those in my mouth, but uh, for a little bit of little sweet, uh, sweet for the day. But then dinner, uh, also very, very simple. Um, fish, rice, chicken, um, started incorporating cauliflower rice um, a good bit and making a, like a fried rice with that. So chicken and cauliflower rice and, and uh, maybe some soy sauce and a bit of garlic. It's really, really simple. It's easy to make. Um, a stir fry is, is really easy to do as well. Also very simple with the veggies and the chicken. And of course, if you're vegan or vegetarian, you can leave out the, the chicken and just do the, the, um, the veggies, a bit of soy sauce um, and a bit of garlic. It's, it's, again, very simple, very quick to make. And that's been really good. Um, a lot of soup and um, largely because um, it can be really easy. My kids love it, too. But dinner becomes very, very simple. So my, my diet is pretty much what I just shared. And uh, there's actually a video that I did a little while back specifically about how I eat. And, and of course, this is a big part of how I lost all the weight that I did ultimately mm-hmm. and have managed to kind of keep it off. Um, and uh, we'll make sure to link to that in the show notes for the podcast. But uh, simplicity is really key. And, and actually, that really is a, a great segue then to um, my next question, which is, and Heather, again, maybe you can start for us. But what are the, the reasons or the health reasons for the items on that menu for you. And you, you kind of already alluded to a lot of this, but maybe you can just very briefly share why you eat the things that you do. Right. Yeah. Um, Rich and I, back when I was back in 2014, when I was struggling with, before I realized what I was actually dealing with was um, anxiety. We, uh, we thought that it might have to go on the whole 30. So we actually committed to that. And for the first time we went through that whole process and we excluded a bunch of food groups and we spent the entire month in our kitchen, making everything from scratch, from our mayonnaise to uh, ketchup. Uh, we made our almond milk from scratch. We made peanut butter from scratch. And actually, um, I think probably one of the most helpful things about that was that there were a couple of things that we've learned how to make at that point that um, we liked and enjoyed so much because we had to branch out because we weren't able to fall back on the normal things that we were used to eating that um, we've carried through the years. So um, for proteins, we actually make our own nut butter. We've never stopped that ever since we did the Whole30 because we combine multiple different types of nuts for their different health benefits and their different nutrients. And we actually make our nut butters from a combination of those. And even Brazil nuts are a random nut that most people don't eat, but they have something in them called selenium that can actually help with anxiety. Um, so there are foods that I eat specifically to help with my anxiety. Um, and I'll actually just uh, interject there. Uh, yeah. Another thing Brazil nuts are really great for apparently is boosting testosterone. So for, for well, guys, it's it. a, yeah, that's yeah. not a bad way to go. Right. So that's one thing that we've carried on um, through the years that um, just kind of became a habit and a way of doing things. Um, so, but yes, I think that um, 
in, in my journey, the food component is, is part of it. Like I said, the feeling good. Um, and obviously wanting your kids to grow up eating. We've, we've always been the kind of parents to have our kids eat whatever we're eating. We've never like made them chicken nuggets and mac and cheese while we're eating real authentic food, you know? So I'm thankful for that too, because they're growing up learning to eat whole, you know, again, not all the time and not perfectly, please. We go out, you know, we go out to eat. It's not like, <laughs> but when we're home and when, when, when we're cooking, you know, we're trying to make these nutritious uh, meals for, for us and for the kids. So, yeah. Cool. How about you, Haley? Yeah. Mine goes back to the gallbladder. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, probably 100% of the foods I eat are based upon that surgery and understanding what my body can digest and not, and what makes me feel best. Um, so really it just goes back to my body and what I know that my body can handle. Um, and I don't, I don't think I mentioned this earlier, but I'm hypoglycemic. So I have really low blood sugar and I almost always have candy on me or some sort of sugar on me at all times. Um, the girls in Orlando on our retreat were making fun of me because I had like this bag full of cookies and crackers and drink packets. And <laughs> those little thin Oreos are really good. <laughs> they were. Oh they're, boy. They're the perfect thing for I, if I get overheated, I pass out really easily. So like I could be shopping in wow. a mall and haven't eaten in a few hours and I can pass out in the floor of the mall. And Stephen always says it happens when we're shopping for his stuff and not mine <laughs> and blames it on that. But. When you're disinterested. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it happens and I have to get a Coke or a Sprite or something. So just I think the most important thing for me is understanding your body and knowing what works for you and doesn't because I don't think that every diet works for every person. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's a really, really yeah. good point. And it's a good point to continue to reiterate because it is mm -hmm. very, very true. And of course, we're all going to have different goals. Um, I tend to be a little bit of an extremist. Uh, not everybody wants to, to have, you know, six pack abs or, or is going right. to limit themselves to a certain number of calories a day. Something I didn't mention earlier is that I do use an app, uh, my fitness pal, an app to track my calories. Uh, I function well. I think it's largely because of how I was raised. I, I do function well in structure. And so giving myself a structure to function within by canon calories, um, and I certainly don't recommend it for everybody, um, at least not for an extended period of time. It's good to develop awareness. And I think counting calories even for a week or a couple of weeks, even a month is a good idea just to be aware of what you're taking in, especially if you're frustrated with um, the, the results or lack of results. Uh, but anyway, I, I do use that. Not, But not everybody's going to be to. Uh, to that extreme or are going to have the exact same goals or need the same thing based on how their body's responding. So I think it's really good to, to make that yeah. distinction. And just very quickly, I'll, I'll, I'll sum this up because we've got about 10 minutes here, but um, just some of the reasoning behind my diet. And, and a lot of this gets technical and, and I'll just go ahead and throw out this research or research resource where you can do some research um, after, after the show finishes. Uh, and that is Ben Greenfield fitness.com. And uh, for some reason, the link's not showing up here in my list. So I'm going to add, we'll just type this in really quickly. Um, it's Ben Green Field Fitness. Com. And uh, this is the resource, the resource that, that really made a, a massive difference for me, especially early on as I began to, to lose weight and, and certainly began exercising more. And um, so a lot of these things that I'm about to mention, you can kind of look up the what, what's behind them um, there at his website. And of course, there are other resources as well. And another really inspirational documentary was one called Hungry for Change. And if you just Google that, you'll, you'll find the associated resources. I think there's a book and there's certainly a really powerful documentary as well. You can check that out and we'll link to both of those in the show notes. But uh, minimizing carbs for the sake of minimizing inflammation is a, is a really, really big one. And one that probably isn't talked about uh, enough, honestly. And you can see this if you ever if, um, even basic skin issues that, that uh, a lot of people run into, um, eczema, for example, psoriasis and eczema. That's something that a lot of people, they may not talk about it, but something they struggle with. Sometimes it's visible externally. And um, something like that is, is likely caused by gut issues or inflammation in the gut. In the gut. And um, that can largely be ultimately uh, remedied by changing diet. And um, again, that's a really loaded topic. So mm -hmm. do your research, not just at, at Ben's site, but um, you can, there's plenty of other research to go along with that online. Uh, but that's, that's one of the reasons that I do minimize the amount of carbs for myself. 
uh, both for gut and skin issues. And um, and then you know something to keep something else to keep in mind too is is that we most of us live a, a relatively sedentary lifestyle. Even if we occasionally exercise or even exercise you know, a few times a week or three or four or five times a week, um, the majority of the time we're sitting a good bit. Even if we're standing at a standing desk, I am right now actually. Um, even if we're doing that, we're still not pushing our body hard enough to warrant the amount of carbohydrate that a lot of us take in. And because of that, then your body just naturally kind of begins to pack on the fat. And, um, and, and we ultimately get frustrated as a result and, and, of course, suffer the consequences from a health standpoint. So that's something else to keep in mind is, is we really don't need all the carbohydrate that, that we think we need or that we are becoming accustomed to eating. And uh, that's that's one of the other reasons that I minimize the, the amount of carbs, minimizing carbs to maintain insulin sensitivity. I mean, they talk about blood sugar levels and and um, this is a really big topic. And again, I'm not a doctor. I'm not going to even try to act like it. But um, when it comes to maintaining insulin sensitivity and, and blood sugar levels, paying close attention to diet and and certainly the amount of carbohydrate that's being eaten um, can actually help reverse. I mean, type uh, type, uh, let's see, type two diabetes. Um, there have been multiple cases over where people just by changing their diet have been able to actually reverse type two diabetes. And um, and so it's really, really powerful, something to keep in mind. Minimizing carbs for more even consistent or even and consistent energy levels throughout the day is another big deal. You know, that that, that stereotypical crash in the afternoon that people talk about with mm -hmm. with lunch. Um, a lot of times that's because they're eating a big sandwich and all, all that carbohydrate. It's not candy. But that's actually not even the point. It's still your, your body processes it ultimately as a form of sugar and the insulin um, release in response to that. And ultimately, that that sense of crashing your body crashing um, that is in response to that intake of carbohydrate. So in order to maintain more consistent energy levels through the day, uh, in addition to the intermittent fasting, that's also um, part of my motivation for minimizing the amount of carbohydrate. And then, of course, ultimately, just to stay lean, I, I my body personally um, I can eat something like sushi every once in a while, and it, and it doesn't really affect my effort to stay lean. Uh, as I mentioned, oatmeal occasionally as well. But ultimately, I do know that if I eat too much of it, then I'm going to start to balloon and take on water weight and that kind of thing. And, and that's the last thing that I want. So that's just some of the, the, the thought processes behind why I do what I do. Again, look at that resource and, and you can Google and, and um, or, or link from Ben's site to others who he's had on his podcast and interviewed and so forth. Uh, that's really good. Let's go ahead and just finish here with with the last question. It's a big question at that, but um, I'd love. Yeah, I know Heather is, is making the uh, apprehensive face there. So we're gonna we're gonna all kind of practice our efforts at at uh, being efficient in communication Concise. here. But um, I guess will you share? And and I, you were mentioning some resources earlier, Heather, when you were talking about your health journey. But maybe you can kind of sum up the both the resources as well as a couple of takeaways when it comes to creating a healthier menu. And, and, you know, I mean, it's not just about creating a healthy, creating a healthy menu, but doing so efficiently. How have you made that work for your life? I don't feel like I, I, I don't feel like I have anything really earth shattering to share her other than simplicity. And, um, and we are also, like you said a second ago, I, I feel like we're creatures of habit and we don't mind having some of the same things over and over. So, you know, if, if we're working on a meal plan for the month, then maybe duplicating some of those favorite healthy meals that we know are quick to throw together on a busy weeknight. Um, you know, none of us really have a problem with that. Now, Rich is a little more adventurous and he likes to find things on Pinterest that um, he's 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 just a little more willing to spend a little more time in the kitchen than I tend to be. So he gets more adventurous and he'll try new things and new recipes often. And I'm thankful for that because I feel like that's a good I feel like that's a um, it, it kind of offsets my boring, redundant type of personality that I have, in the kitchen, <laughs> you know, which which helps. But variety um, is nice sometimes. Yeah, yeah that's good. Yeah of life. So, um, but yeah, I don't, I don't feel like I have too much more to add to that particular. How about you help? How about you, Haley? Um, yeah. So one thing that I did start implementing, I think it was last year was me, uh, meal prepping. So whether that's, I'm just prepping everything and not cooking it all at once, like maybe just getting all the ingredients together for that week. Um, I mean, I don't do it every week. I don't have any meals prepped right now, but mm -hmm. That is something that if you do it all on Sunday, it takes a lot less time through the week if you have a busy schedule. Um, so that's one tip is just even going on Pinterest and finding those meal prepping plans. There are so many options. And that's I mean, that's how I learned. I didn't have anyone telling me how to do it. It was just Pinterest. Um, and then my second tip would be to 
take unhealthy snacks because as entrepreneurs and as, you know, working from home, this is my first time working from home ever. Um, I found that I was snacking so much more because I am home and there are snacks available. And if I just need a five minute break from what I'm doing, I get up, go to the kitchen, get a snack. So <laughs> I have eliminated uh, potato chips of any kind from my like snacking. If, yeah. if we have like a picnic or and we don't have picnics, but <laughs> there was something we had. And, Come on, Stephen, get with the program. <laughs> if we had chips, I would eat them, but like, I don't eat them as a snack. I've replaced it with like a bell pepper and hummus or some kind of small snack that is still healthy and not fried or, you know, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. Cool. And that, that's, yeah, that's really important. I, I think, I mean, I, I can speak from personal experience. I know when, when you were talking about having all that candy in your house earlier, like that's mm-hmm. immediate problem or potential problem for me. <laughs> I know if it exists there, uh, it's just more temptation. So I, I, yeah, it's just simply shifting that out of or rotating that out of your pantry, out of the refrigerator and mm-hmm. keeping the foods there that are at least mm-hmm. healthy so that if you do kind of just indulge and, and snack time, um, that, that, <laughs> Yeah, that it's that it's a healthier option. I think that's that's really really good. I like I love the notion of simplicity too that both of you alluded to. Really, at the end of the day, it doesn't have to be complicated. I I love I personally love spending time in the evening um, when I have the opportunity to do so with Jill and and making a meal. We have a glass mm-hmm. of wine, we put some music on, and we try something either that we made before or try something new. I think that's a lot of fun. But mm-hmm. most of the time, I'm not going to have that time to 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 really sit back and relax and create a meal until I get to the weekend likely. Mm-hmm. So during mm-hmm. the week, simple is better for me. Mm-hmm. And I do tend to repetition again, isn't bothersome. And, and um, so I, I would say create a list of five to 10 favorite real foods. And that's really key, not box, mm-hmm. not package, but real food um, that, that needs very, very little prep. Like I, you know, I mentioned nuts earlier, um, Heather, I think you alluded to that as well, or mm-hmm. the, the nut butter. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, something really simple, for example, that that's great for vegans um, mm-hmm. and and vegetarians uh, and omnivores alike uh, are is avocado. Yeah, and mm-hmm. uh, you throw a little bit of vinaigrette on there. Um, it, it it just has a little bit of flavor, and that's really great for those of you who like or are willing to eat feta cheese. Add a little bit of feta or goat cheese to that. It's really really savory. It's it's lovely actually. In fact, if you want a really simple dessert, you can take a peach and cut it in half and lay it in some uh, some coconut oil in a pan, heat that up, let it sear, and begin to kind of caramelize, the sugar caramelize. And then you can even throw a little bit of bourbon in there to infuse some, some extra flavor. But then you take that out and you put a little bit of goat cheese in it, and you have this really nice combination of a sweet and savory dessert, which is lovely, and it takes you know just a couple of minutes to, to prep, which is really nice. But five to ten really simple real foods that are favorites of yours that you can easily go to if you're out of time. I think it's really, really important. Um, learning meals with just a few ingredients is really great. Um, an app that I've used uh, and that Jill does as well is, is one called All Recipes. And uh, of course they have a website as well, but you can actually search based on the amount of prep time that you wanna put into something and find recipes that are simpler, that, are, that aren't gonna take as much prep and or time uh, before you get to eat them. So that's something to keep in mind as well. And then the last thing I'll just throw out there is the idea of shifting philosophy um, behind why you even eat in the first place. And I, I'm certainly not going to be an extremist and suggest taking out the uh, or taking away the pleasure of food. I, we all enjoy food for various reasons. And, and I, I don't care to get rid of that. But for the most part, you know, 90 percent of the time, shall we say, um, what I really want to look at food as is just simply fuel. Mm-hmm. And um, when I'm treating it not as a some type of, you know, emotional um, uh, Band-Aid, if you will, because uh, mm-hmm. I've certainly been guilty of that multiple times over. But instead, just simply looking at that as, as a source of fuel um, mm-hmm. that, and, and really, truly making that shift in my life, that, that's helped um, pretty significantly in improving the health of mm-hmm. the diet and, and nutrition um, that I'm um, taking in in my life. So those are just a few tips from my end. And mm-hmm. uh, Heather, did you have some additional resources that you want to throw out there before we sign off? I do. I think I'm going to save them um, for the next for part two of our of our podcast or our uh, our interview. Uh, there, like I said, I had sort of divided my resources that were extremely helpful to me in my journey into three different categories, and I'm happy to share those. I just um, I think I'll save them and um, just considering our time right now. 
And, yeah. Yeah, and our, our effort at a 20 minute episode, um, <laughs> I think has failed dramatically. It's a tease to come back for the second part for part two of our health, uh, discussion. So absolutely. Well, yeah. as I mentioned, I also have a hard cut off here. I actually have to go pick up my kids from school. So, yeah. um, with, with, on that note, we're going to go ahead and, yeah. and sign off, but, um, thank you guys for so much for listening in. And I know, um, some of you will be listening in after the fact, um, mm-hmm. you can do so at bookapodcast.com. And, um, and this, this mm-hmm. month, February, we are talking about how to take care of our health as entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. That is part of our workflow. And so it is certainly relevant. This week, we, we touched on the topic of food and we could probably easily spend another hour. Um, <laughs> but next week, we'll come back and we'll talk a little bit about exercise. And, um, and of course, come back, make sure you listen in for Heather's resources as well. Nice little teaser there, Heather. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for uh, making time to listen in, for, for watching, for those of you who are watching uh, live or after the fact. And uh, we'll see you next week. Sounds great. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Boca Podcast. Will you let us know what you thought by leaving a review of the podcast in iTunes or the Apple Podcast app? And I'd love to hear from you personally with your thoughts about the podcast and maybe suggestions about future topics and guests for the show. My email is nathan at photographersedit.com. The Boca Podcast is brought to you by Photographers Edit, custom image editing for the wedding and portrait photographer. Visit photographersedit.com.